taping right now. Are you good? I am all set and recording, so just whenever you guys are ready. Oh, great, great. This is Ira on Sports, 95.9, 106.9. I am so honored to have one of my favorite writers. I, lo- I love reading his work in the New York Post. I've been a subscriber for the Post for decades, and he's been writing for two decades. So Mike Vaccaro, the awesome Mike Vaccaro, thanks a lot for coming on Ira on Sports. I really appreciate it. Ira, it's my pleasure. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Um, we're going to jump into the World Series, but I know you had some comments about the New York Yankees, and uh, I, I, I loved your column that you wrote about what Aaron Boone did to motivate the team when they were down 3-0, this great motivational strategy. Tell our listeners like what, what Aaron Boone did to get his team ready for that final game. Well, it was, it was actually the brainchild, so if you want to call it that, of the director of mental skills for the Yankees, and they put together a video of the 2004 ALCS, which you uh, probably remember was the darkest on-field moment in the history of the Yankees when they blew a 3 nothing lead in the ALCS to the Red Sox of all teams. And uh, obviously no one, no, no other team has ever done that. It's a, it's a wound that still festers around the organization. And they decided, someone decided that this was a good idea to use this as motivation, which, you know, not only was, was a laughable idea, but also was, was pretty downright disrespectful of, some players in that team that had previously won, you know, four championships and uh, some who would actually go on and win a fifth and a manager who won four championships. It was just an unbelievable to me, you know, it makes you wonder what the, uh, what idea for a second <laughs> and they tried, decided not to use. And uh, like, obviously it didn't work. They lost that game. I, I, I can't believe that even if they'd done the impossible and rallied to beat the Astros in seven, that anybody would have credited that video with being the thing that turned them around. But uh, you know, just just read, you read the room, read the city, <laughs> read read the you know, it, 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 It's just it's it, it's just so tone deaf that it's almost beyond tone deaf. And uh, you know, it's 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 it, it, it goes as part of the Yankees' permanent record now, which is too bad because it's uh, it's really kind of laughably stupid. And then it comes back to Brian Cashman, the general manager of the team. Uh, he's been there, it seems, forever. I mean, if George Steinbrenner was here, I mean, he might have been fired if he had hired three or four times. But <laughs> Hal Steinbrenner. Air, it seems like nobody gets hired or hired. What it seems they the seat is a little hot, and he made the move with uh with Bader and trading Montgomery. Uh, it got a lot of press back against him on that, but now that's that sort of worked out a little bit. But the team's not been successful, it hasn't been a World Series in, in over a decade. What's what's the story with Cashman? What do you think is going to happen uh this year and maybe the next? Well, his contract is up, and so and, you know, there's certainly every opportunity for the Steinbrenner family to uh. A thoroughly evaluate uh, you know, you know, Brian's performance and whether he'll come back. Uh, I think he's going to come back for a number of reasons, one of which is that the Steinbrenners, this generation of Steinbrenner is very patient, almost to a fault if you ask a lot of their fans, but look, people say that, and yet if you ever went back to, say, circa 1987 George, uh, he was probably the least, least popular owner in, in all of sports, certainly in New York. Um, that, that doesn't necessarily work either. And the fact is, that, look, I mean, in Cashman's tenure here, the Yankees have They've missed the playoffs four times, and I think there was a number that my colleague Joel Sherman came up with that they've been mathematically eliminated for 17 days since 1998 when Cashman first came on, which is staggering. Look, I get it. The Yankees spend more money than anybody over that course of that time, and you know, baseball is such that it's almost impossible if you're any good and spend money to, to miss the playoffs. The fact is, teams do. Mets do. Cubs do. Uh, Angels do, and so there is a level of success that Brian brings you. And you know, whenever anybody tells me they got to fire Cashman, got to fire Cashman, I say, okay, that's fine. You know, that's totally a fair point. Well, who are you going to hire? And then it's like, um, well, anybody. Well, that's not the good answer. <laughs>
you know. <laughs> and, I, and, and I know that there are some people who are partial to Derek Jeter and so forth. And, you know, I'm not saying Jeter wouldn't do a good job here, but I don't think he did a great job with the, with the Marlins. I get it. He had some constraints, and he felt hamstrung. And, and, and at the end, I guess he felt a little bit lied to. But uh, it's not like you have a, a, a history of success there either. And there's no guarantee. And, in fact, the problem is, hire Derek Jeter or, you know, if Derek Jeter ever hired Don Mattingly, you know, the way that things these go eventually one day, you're going to fire Derek Jeter, you're going to fire Don Mattingly. And that's not always easy to do for, you know, for a franchise icon. So, I mean, to me, I mean, I look, I mean, if, if your opinion is that uh, is the cash that you go and it's been too long since they've been in the World Series, it's a very fair opinion. I, you know, I, I support you. Just give me somebody who you think can do a better job. Let's evaluate that. And then the big question. I, I think this question has been asked by more than anyone. But first, before I ask about Aaron Judge, it answer, it help to answer it. Where do we get to the situation? I mean, people forget that Judge is still technically on his, quote, rookie contract. So that's why he's a little older. He's 30 years old, and he's getting into this big deal. But, but why wasn't this wrapped up uh, two years ago, three years ago, or even this past offseason? Why is Judge now a free agent, being able to sign anywhere he wants? Well, look, Judge had a, a year for the ages this year. He had a rookie year for the ages in 2017. Uh, in between, he's been very, very good whenever he's been able to play. But, frankly, he hasn't been able to stay on the field. This is the first year since his rookie year that he's really been able to play a full complement of games. And, you know, a guy that big, he doesn't always project well to what his health is going to be like over the, over the long haul. So, from that standpoint, the Yankees were a little bit reluctant to maybe go to one of those nine- or ten-year deals, which would bring you to age 20, 39 or 40. And we know how the back end of the, the back ends of those deals usually go. And uh, like you said, I mean, he was an older rookie, so he's an older free agent. And you know, it just the, 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 the Yankees weren't willing to break the bank or give him Mike Trout money, which is what uh, Aaron believed he was worth. And you know, then he went out and proved that he probably is worth that. But you know, it's not a it's not going to be an easy investment because this guy is going to turn 37, 38, 39 years old at some point, and uh, history doesn't show in a clean era. Uh, that, uh, that 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 baseball players maintain their production at that, that part of their lives. So uh, it's, it's understandable why the Yankees were reluctant to to to, uh, to maybe make the pull, pull the trigger on it on a ginormous deal. But now, of course, they're going to pay for it because if they want to retain his services. Somebody's going to pay him, and uh, if he's going to stay with the Yankees, the Yankees are going to be willing to pay him. I mean, it's almost impossible to read what his mind, he, you know, he has really been very close. He's probably handled this as well as, the, you know, I think that, you know, he sort of deflected the questions. He had a great year, did all those things right. I mean, you just hear about the San Francisco Giants because he's from that area and the Giants are in need of a star, someone to, to you know, they, they went out and got Bonds. And look, I'm a Pirate fan. I remember when they took Bonds from the Pirates, you know, so right. they've done this. The history before is, is it could be something like San Francisco, could it could be like the Mets, and then you hear the Dodgers, which I, I think would be impossible to think that would happen. But uh, what's your what's your feeling on that? Well, then you hear stuff like Mookie Betts might be willing to move to second base to make room for Aaron Judge, and I guess if that happens, then you know they're the Dodgers. So I never see never when they're involved. Look, I, to, to me, I think I think the Yankees' biggest competition is going to be the Giants because they're motivated in terms of needing a star. They have they they have all kinds of money available to them to go out and try and land a big fish. And you know, that, that was a team Aaron grew up or growing, grew up with growing up, you know, and uh, those are all important things. I still have a hard time believing he's not going to be a Yankee next year just because I always have a hard time believing that when push comes to shove, the Yankees won't pay what they need to pay for a guy they want. I think they want him. And I have a hard time thinking that Aaron will walk away because there's just a lot of perks and, and possibilities and promises available to a guy who's going to be the face of the Yankees for, you know, over the course of probably a full decade. So, 
I'm still reluctant to believe that he's going to leave, but I certainly wouldn't be stunned if it happened. And certainly wouldn't be stunned if it was the Giants because there seems to be all kinds of reasons why the Giants would want it to happen and, and also why Judge might want it to happen if he has that kind of a feeling. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to be a poker player at a table there and judge because it's hard to read. Uh, so, so he obviously keeps those cards close to the vest. And, you know, it's, 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 I don't think anybody anybody who tells you they know, they know what he's going to do, I think, is, is, is lying 100%. I mean, he handled it great. You know, he, was, he didn't snap back at reporters. He didn't say, I'm tired of the questions. He, you know, he sort of handled it like a perfect, it's almost like a you know, model in terms of how to handle a season like he was doing, and it didn't affect his play. It's a just tremendous way. I thought it was impressed. But I want to just turn quick to the World Series. Uh, Rob, Rob Thompson, the manager of the, of the Phillies, is, was at the Yankees. It seemed like for 30 years, it seemed like. Yeah. And, 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 and he replaced Girardi, Joe Girardi, who was, of course, with the Yankees for, for many years. It's, what, tell us a little about Thompson and how was he able to turn this team around from a 21 to 29 team to now take the team within three wins of winning the world champion? Well, I mean, he's a guy that was very popular with the Yankees. I mean, players loved him. Uh, he was he was great, you know, even just speaking informally with, with 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 the media. You could tell he had the kind of personality that would work uh, as a man as a manager and a major league manager in a clubhouse. Um, he was. I mean, the Yankees really came close to hiring him when they hired Aaron Boone. They went with Aaron Boone, uh, but 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 said nothing but good things about the the interview process with Rob. And look, I mean, I think I think I think there were two things immediately that jumped to mind that make him so successful with his Phillies team. I mean, he is a direct, you know, he's, he's completely different from the way that Girardi was doing it. Um, you know, far less over the top intense and, you know, I'm, I'm sure a, a, a lot easier guy to play for. Um, Girardi was not easy to play for um, with the Yankees for sure. And it seemed like he was kind of following the same blueprint with the, with the Phillies. Um, and that's fine when you're winning and when you're losing, you can kind of lose the clubhouse in a hurry. And it seemed like that's what was happening with Girardi. Um, and, and that contrast, I think, really helped this team. I mean, you know, what, what I find most impressive, I mean, the, the Phillies are a good team, and, and they underachieved under Girardi. When Thompson brought, you know, to, took over, you know, forget it. I mean, it was either right before, right after he took over, that they lost Bryce Harper for a couple of months. Right. And, 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 they, and they still managed to turn around. I mean, to me, that was the most impressive part of the season. After Bryce goes down, and then they, and they start winning. They weren't winning at the same clip as the Braves. But they they weren't far behind for you know a good month. I mean, when they just you know they 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 did, they just turned their season from a complete you know from a complete uh, you know uh, pile of, of of garbage to to you know to, to to a remarkable season. And obviously they had their 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 uh, nervous moments in September. But you know just just the fundamental change in the team you know right away under Thompson shows you how they you know how they were. And, you know, it looks like these Phillies players are responding to him the same way that the Yankees players did, which is to say they like playing for him, they respect him, he commands that clubhouse, he commands the dugout. And, uh, you know, you could just, you know, I don't know if you can credit him with everything that's gone on in this magic carpet ride of October for them. But certainly, you know, he reminds me a lot of when Bob Lemon took over for, for Billy Martin in 1978 with the Yankees. You know, Martin was a guy who really kind of, his, his shelf life had ended with the Yankees, and Lemon was a guy who came in and was completely 180 degrees the other way on just about every level. And the Yankees responded to that and came back with 14 games behind and won their second state championship. I think this reminds me a lot of that. I think those Yankees teams are probably better than this Phillies team. But Phillies team, look, I mean, they don't have to call this for anything. And yeah, I know, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, they got hot at the right time. And I shouldn't, you know, you know what, guess what? That's, that's part of what baseball is. You know, if you're a 101, 110, 111 win team, you probably should be able to stay hot in October, as hot in October as you were in August. And the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, they weren't able to do that. The, the, the Phillies, 
you know, probably playing at a level that they could have achieved all year and didn't, but they are still alive. And there's, they have nothing to apologize for. Well, they're using two uh, Met pitchers. And Zach, former Met pitcher, Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard is going on for tonight. Um, that's, I guess, the question is in terms of is there pitching? I mean, it seemed like the Astros had such a dominance in the pitching, especially in the relievers. And that first game when Verlander gave up a five-run lead and then the, 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 the Phillies relievers were able to, to hold them to nothing, whereas the Astros you know, weren't able to score, but the Phillies did score that run and win that steal that first game. Uh, what do we, we look for tonight with Syndergaard? And, and, and really, with the can the Phillies pitchers hang on and, and win this World Series? Well, I think that's you know, you know, it's kind of a combination of the last two things we were talking about because I thought that Game One was absolutely a, an example of why the Phillies players love Thompson because he saw an opportunity. Even though they started out down five nothing, once they started to come back, and he became super aggressive in terms of going to the bullpen and and and, and, and took the ball away from you know the guy who's been the ace of their staff for years. And, I don't think anybody second guess that, and you know, guess what? It worked out for them, um, and I think that's exactly the kind of game they're probably going to play tonight. I, 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 you know, Syndergaard in his prime would have been a guy that you would have looked at maybe going seven innings, giving you three hits, and then you turn over back into the bullpen. I think right now the, the Phillies would be delighted with four strong innings, still bringing the game in the fifth, and then you start doing the procession again. You know, and and uh, uh, to me, uh, you know, I think Rob Thompson showed. Look, I mean, I love Dusty Baker, and, you know, I hope he gets a World Series before he's done because he's had a career that merits that kind of consideration. But I thought he was outmanaged by Rob Thompson in game one. And I think because, you know, at the same time that Thompson was going to his bullpen, I think the world could see that Justin Verlander didn't quite have it or was kind of you know, losing, leaking oil. And he didn't do it. I and mean, you can see the difference between that with the two teams. And the Phillies stayed around until – you know, until they really get the big hit at the end of the game. And I think you, you credit that to Rob Thompson and his aggressive approach to using the bullpen. And if we're sitting here next week on Monday and the Phillies are world champions and there's the biggest parade and party in the world up in Philadelphia now, I'm scared to think what it would be if they actually won the World Series. I mean, Bryce Harper, unlike the Astros, when we all Toby can go 0 for 25 and not do anything, if the Phillies win, Bryce Harper is going to have to have big hit after big hit after big hit. And uh, for someone who is not, it's just, it's amazing. First of all, he's benefited by the DH because they, if there was no DH with his elbow injury, he could play the field. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be able to play. Exactly. So, it's really, and also I remember Bryce Harper was consideration for the Yankees. You know, they got Stanton because they got Stanton. They couldn't really bring Harper in at that time. Uh, talk a little about Harper and where he stands now. What, he, what can he accomplish by in this next this next week? What's a crucial time for his overall career, really? Well, I think that the, you know, one of the great moments of sports this year was was, was his home run in Game Four against the uh, against the, against the Padres against Game Five against the Padres. Uh, you know, it's a big guy in a big moment. Doing a big thing. I mean, that's that's kind of what Bryce Harper has always promised, and he delivered. And look, his career has been fantastic, and and the fact that he came back from that injury and has been, you know, yeah, yes, he's lucky because because of the DH, but you know what, he's taken advantage of that fortune and and really kind of reestablished himself. I think in in some ways, I mean, I think the last couple of years is because the Phillies were so bad. Even though he had a great year last year, that uh, he kind of slipped behind some of the other you know bright lights in the sport, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. And, you know, Otani. I mean, and all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's kind of had this, this postseason so far where you're like, oh, that's right, this guy is great too. And you know, the, the Phillies wouldn't be here obviously without him. But I agree with you. I mean, look, you know, sometimes you got to lean on, on on your guy. You know, I, and I and I thought that coming into the World Series, I felt a similar vibe between these Phillies and the 2015 Mets. You know, they they, they in the same way that the Mets kind of got hot at the right time and. 
kind of blitz through the playoffs. The playoffs. But the problem with the Mets in the World Series is that their two big guns, Cespedes and Daniel Murphy, who had, who had carried them, Cespedes in the World Series and Murphy in the, in the playoffs, they kind of cooled off, you know. And 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 I think that that was reflected in what happened in the World Series. And uh, look, I think in order for the Phillies to to, to finish the story in the way the Mets did in 2015, I think that uh, that Harper's going to have to have. Especially in these three games in Philly, where it's going to be nuts, where every every at bat's going to be a party. Um, I, he's going to have to have you know a, a big game, two big games. He's going to be he's going to be the start the straw that stirs the drink to borrow an old New York phrase, uh, in order for, in order for the Phillies to pull this off. Because look, the Astros are really good, and I think they showed you something in Game Two that you know they weren't going to be, you know they 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 weren't going to crawl into a ball just because they had a terrible loss in Game One. They came right back, won Game Two, and I think you know regained their swagger. And look, you know, they're, they're the best team still standing, no question. I mean, the better team than the Phillies, I would have argued, I could have given you a great argument that even if they were playing the Dodgers, they'd be, they were a better team than the Dodgers. They were clearly a better team than the Yankees. This isn't, a, this isn't an accidental team. So in order to beat them, you have to have your best players play their best, and that's who Bryce Harper is. Yeah, that's great. Well, Mike, I know I just got you on short notice. I really appreciate you coming on. I, I'd love to have you back. We did talk on about the Giants and the Jets, but you know, I would love to touch on those topics because they are they certainly provide such copy every every single weekend as a another story about those two teams. But I really appreciate you coming on Iron Sports and, and giving us some World Series and Yankee insight. I look forward to talking to you again, Ira. Thanks for having me on. It was really great. Thank you.